Hello and welcome to the Mindful Commerce Podcast, a place where we talk to e-commerce brands, service providers and developers who care about protecting our planet. I'm Chrissy, And I'm Rich and we're your hosts. The podcast is an extension of the Mindful Commerce community. The Mindful Commerce community is a safe place for e-commerce brands and experts to connect, collaborate and explore opportunities to work together to unleash the power of e-commerce as a force for good. You can join by going to mindfulcommerce.io and clicking community. See you there. Welcome to another episode of the expert training series um, where we bring expert training episodes from the community to the Mindful Commerce podcast. If you enjoy this, you will definitely enjoy being part of the community. So please do join the community and I hope to see you there. Enjoy. Hello. Um, Welcome all across all of your time zones. (laughs) I'm Nikki, um, Mindful Commerce's community and partner manager. Um, Really excited today um, for today's live training with one of our really amazing and wonderful community supporters, Monica Sharma Hatnika from Business with Monica. We're also joined by our co-founder extraordinaire, Chrissy. Um, so prior to this event, we had, um, oh, it was amazing, um, a community meetup where we discussed tonight's topic, um, building a conscious and irresistible e-commerce brand. Um, oh, I was buzzing for days afterwards. It was such a great meetup. Um, I hope some of you that are here tonight um, felt the same way too. It was really good. Um, Monica um, has mentored and shared and shared her expertise with some amazing e-commerce brands, um, Google Partners, and also a few Fortune 500 companies. She has over 16 years of experience, um, and tonight we get to experience some of her wisdom and insights on creating a successful, conscious brand. Um, so Monica thank you for being with us tonight and um, so much awesomeness to share Um, I will hand right over to you perfect hi everyone so excited to be here Uh, thank you Christy Nicola for having me Um, this is a topic that is so dear to me I can go on talking forever so I've really tried to tone it down and bring it down to shorter so bits that are really going to work here for in the time we have. So obviously if there are questions, remember, you know, I'm part of the group, so feel free to afterwards always post questions in the community and happy to always answer anything. So today's the masterclass of the four building blocks of an irresistible and conscious e-commerce brand. And I want to say for me, the conscious and irresistible, it's equal. It's in, you need to have both to really have that successful business. So it doesn't make a difference which of the two comes first. Um, So let's talk about what the goal is, really. You want to build a business that both you and your customers love, right? But you want to also make sure that you're being mindful of of your product, the purpose, people, planet, and profit, because you do want sales from it, and you want predictable sales so you can have the kind of life you want. So all of these elements are super important together. So today we'll all talk about, I'm going to show you the quick three phases of the Scale Your Store Roadmap so you know how it fits in the bigger picture, 
what an irresistible and conscious e-commerce brand is and why it's even important and why am I even talking about it, the four building blocks. And I'm going to actually focus the most time on one of them, which I think is the most relevant for all of you here today, uh, and have a resources in case you want to have something to get started with. So here are the three pillars of Scale Your Store Roadmap. For me, it's really about helping all conscious product and e-commerce business owners to really build a brand that inspires your audience to take action. And so why should I buy from you? You know, nail that positioning, get that brand right, the foundations. Bring your audience back again and again. We know only 1% in e-commerce really converts. That means 99% are leaving without buying. You want to bring them back with your story and show up consistently and intentionally. It's all about tracking, testing, and reviewing. So today we're really focusing on this first part. It's really about getting that brand, that foundation, irresistibly a conscious brand and nailing that positioning of yours, but in a way that is practical as well, that you can take forward and you know actually what to do with it. So, hey, I'm Monica. I've got over 16 years of experience building brands. I've worked with Fortune 500 businesses across the whole spectrum of marketing and strategy with scale-ups, Google Premium Partners, and now I do high-touch mentorship and consulting for conscious e-commerce entrepreneurs just like you. I'm Dutch by birth, India by heritage, global by education and choice, mom of two girls, love dancing, and absolute chai addict, so I'm sitting with my cup here today as well. <laughs> so, Let's get into the first part, which is not always the best to hear, but we know that over 50% of businesses fail, right? Research shows that the number one reason businesses fail is product market fit or no market need. Simply put, that means being in a good market with a product that satisfies the market. It means your product meets real customer needs. So it's about knowing your customer and what they want giving value and in a way that's better than alternatives. So what's the benefits of value and what really differentiates you? That's what it is truly about and something I think a lot of people miss. But how do you overcome this? It's really about building that irresistible e-commerce brand, one that really moves people and drives them to action because you inspire them. And what is that? Well, an irresistible conscious e-commerce brand is one that both you love because you've got to enjoy what you're doing, Otherwise, you're going to get burnt out as well, and your customers love it, whilst it is good for the people and planet, and that's truly, for me, one central part of your brand. And the key ingredients of an irresistible e-commerce brand, there's like empathy. Do you really understand, share, and anticipate the feelings of your customer? You know, do you even get them, show them that you understand them? Captivate them, attract your customer, charm them with your actual true story authentically, right? and inspire them. You have to make them feel confident that they are able, you know, that they can do something with what you're offering and that it actually does something for them, either solves problems or fulfills desires, uh, whilst you're doing good for the people and planet. And this allows you to build an emotional bond with your audience. And emotional bonding allows you to build a relationship with your customer beyond the product that you're just selling, right? It goes beyond that because you sell so much more. And if you see that further along you go of the customer journey, the stronger that bond is that you build, and that's what you're really trying to achieve. And why is it even important? So let's share some important stats first. We're heading into a $5 trillion market. This is what, what they predicted for this year. It means you're going to stand out in this super crowded market. But what we also know is that Brands are perceived as having high positive impact on people's life, have grown brand value 2.5 times more than brands with low perceived impact. So actually having some kind of a positive influence in their lives and on the environment around them 
is a very positive aspect of your brand. And when a brand has a strong purpose, they're four times more likely to purchase from a brand, more likely to protect that brand in a challenging moment, six times more, imagine that, four times more likely to champion your brand and four times more likely to trust your brand. So truly having that strong purpose and story. But we also know, this is a really important study by Baymard, um, that six of 62% of users on DTC sites seek out non-product content compared to just 37% of users on traditional retail websites, traditional retail websites being the big Amazons, et cetera. Um, 62%, this means a non-product content means they're checking your about us story. They want to know about your origins. They want to know about your values, where the products are made, how they're manufactured. They're seeking this information out. And we also know that 95% of purchasing decisions are subconscious. What does that mean? That means we make purchases often for higher price brands, lifestyle brands, conscious brands. They are more driven by emotions. And it's really hard sometimes to voice why we're buying. So we buy something on emotions and then we rationalize it. We give logic like, oh, I love that bag. I just want to buy it. Then I need to convince myself why it's worth it. Well, look at the quality. It will last so long. Look, it's handmade. It's all the materials are recycled. That's the convincing I'm doing. But often you're already buying it because of something that truly bonds with you and what affects you on an emotional level. And what we also know is that really, you know, um, it's all about nailing your positioning. There's like Kurt Elster and Paul Red have said it. It's all the apps and tactics are nonsense until you nail that cornerstone of positioning, who's buying it and why they're buying it. And that's what you really want to tap into. So how do you do that? How do you build an irresistible yet conscious e-commerce brand? You start by laying a strong, solid foundation for your business with the four building blocks, which I'm taking you through now. So building block one is your why. Uncover your story. This is one I can't emphasize enough because behind every small business, there's a story worth knowing. What is your true story behind your business? And I'll get a lot of people coming to me well, and who are trying to do good with their business as well. They'll talk about, oh, we want to empower women. Or, for example, we're saving, uh, we, you know, it's, uh, we're also saving the oceans by doing this. I said, I get that, but you could have also done that through working with an NGO, but you've chosen to do it through this, through this product-based e-commerce business. So dive into that story also. Combine that. What is it that really drove you to do this? And yes, every person has a story worth knowing. So identify your why, your story behind your business. And like we saw already, people are seeking that information out on your website. So share it. That basically comes down to the why, your mission or purpose or reason for the existence of your brand and your what, which describes your vision, what the business aims for in the future. Building block two, your customer. Discover the needs, wants and desires of your real customer. The common belief I see is people saying, I'm my ideal customer. Biggest thing I hear all the time. So there are two things for me. One, there's no such thing as ideals. So this is the reason I've started using the word real customers. An ideal, even in the dictionary, literally means something of perfection. You're trying, you're striving for something or that's only in your imagination. And this is when you see people who are drawing out customer personas on paper without actually having done any sort of research. Figure out who your real customers or at least followers are if you don't have purchases yet. Um, and you are not your own customer. You can start with something that's an idea you have, but to grow that business, you've got to figure out who your real audience actually is. And <laughs> so 
And I need to know everything about my customers. So everybody's talking about what are they watching on Netflix, eating, reading. That's not the stuff that can drive some sort of engagement and start conversations, but it doesn't help you actually drive traffic to your store and really get you know what they really want. So what is it? What you want to figure out? What do they want that they don't even realize themselves yet? Discover your real customers' motivations, their needs, wants, and desires. It's the desired end state. So we're not looking at the solution yet. It is what are they trying to achieve? It's not the solution. It's how they envision the situation to be for themselves. So what's going on in their life? What makes them happy? Uh, how can they have more of those kind of moments? What are they struggling with? And then, therefore, what role does your product play in that life, in their life? I can't emphasize enough. Speak to your customers. Pick up the phone. Set up calls. Interview them. This is nothing beats that. Even over a survey, that's great to do as to test over things over a large number of people, but really deep dive into the emotions. So building block three, the value. And this is where I spend a little more time because I think this is really crucial bringing all the conscious elements together. Why should your customer buy from you? And this is the question you really want to answer. The myth I see here is I need to keep talking about my product for people to buy it. Well, the truth is customers don't just care about the product you sell. It's about so much more than that. And I see too many business owners talking only about the features, what, you know, the high quality or the fact that it's handmade, the fact that it is ethically made or sustainable, and the price. And sometimes I see people actually omitting some of those details. But what happens is this keeps you in that loop of talking about price and convincing people why it is worth the price. And that is the loop you want to step out of. If you look at some, you know, it's not a conscious brand, but look at Starbucks, the Coffee is so damn expensive, yet people go back and keep buying it. Why? So you remember you are selling a lifestyle. It's an experience. People buy from you because of how the product makes them feel. And that is what you want to tap into. And then especially as conscious brands, I really feel what you're doing is so much bigger and so much more of a movement that you're creating. So answer the question, why should I buy from you? So how do we do that, though? Well, remember one, focus on the solution. People don't want a quarter inch drill. They want a quarter inch hole. So don't sell the drill, sell the hole. Present them with the value or benefit you offer them. Here I'm diving a little more into this. The value is a promise of value. It's to be delivered. It's the main reason a prospect should buy from you and not from your competitor. It explains how your product solves problems, improves situations, or fulfills a desire. I'm a big fan of actually fulfilling desires, especially when you go up higher price in the ladder, and basically how it adds value, what specific benefits customer can expect, and why customers should buy from you over competitors. It consists of five elements. What is it that you sell? Really simply put, the benefits you deliver, your reasons to believe or sub-benefits, who you target, and the unique differentiation. And if this is where things start coming together. And I'm going to show you a ladder because this is often where I see that people are, as a benefit, they're selling the product like, hey, guess what? You need to buy this because it's ethically made. Remember that you are in an environment where you're competing with a lot of big brands that have shifted the conversation to sustainability, uh, mindfulness, and consciousness, even if they're not actually walking the talk, but they're marketing, they're doing that. You're also aware there are more and more ethically and sustainable brands coming on the market. So you need to go a little deeper and say, what is it? really what's the value really being offered for your audience and guess what it is also ethically made and sustainable and it is done in the right way we really truly care about you know the planet and the people around us so it is summarized simply put with i help whom to achieve by doing what and achieve is really that benefit that we're talking about 
And the difference I want to make really clear is the product features versus benefits. Features are really the traits, attributes, or characteristics of your product, right? So that, the fact that it's high quality, the fact that it's bright and shiny, the fact that it's maybe handmade um, or it's made by recycled materials. Those are actually the features. But what's the benefit of those things? What is it, the value that customers realize from that? Things that will satisfy those needs, desires, and wants. And it can really, you know, what does a consumer hope to get, feel, or achieve when they use that product? They will obviously feel better about their purchase, right? So take that a step further from features to benefits. And this is a tool I love using for this, which I use with all my clients, the four types of benefits. So you go from the insights of your customer. So you have to do the insight, the customer work. You've got the product features, what actually, you know, the traits of your product. Then we get into functional benefits. What do I really get? Emotional. How does it make me feel? Transformation, how does it change my life? And societal, how does it impact society? And as conscious brands, this is such a great tool to use because you can then ladder it up from what does it do for my customer, how it will make them feel, but what they actually get is also something that is super good around us so that you can actually balance out your messaging and use both together. Because one thing I always say is we bring people in on emotions and we urge them to buy on facts. So when you're in the beginning, you're driving awareness, you really want to tell them what's in it for them, the storytelling, you know, how does it really make them feel, bring that out. And the more that you're taking them to actually conversion, the more you want to bring in those factual things. And that's what, you know, how is it manufactured? Where is it made? Who are the people behind it? Those will really help convince them like, well, this is also a really good purchase for me and why I should be buying it from you and not the others. So companies that perform well on the multiple elements of the value, actually, there's a lot of research on this to show that there are they have more loyal customers than the rest. So what I mean is across that ladder, so some people only stay on functional benefits, but the more you can go across all those benefits, the more loyalty you tend to build. And then you bring it together and you align all your products too. So everybody starts with their products and then tries to work backwards. Now I say, now have a look at your products and make sure you align that. Which of my products best fulfill my customer's desires and delivers on the value that we talked about? So customers don't really know what they want, right? Uh, If you ask them, you have to listen and observe to your customers for their needs, wants, and desires, and then define how to fulfill with your product. It's like the famous quote by Henry Ford was, you know, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses, right? They know they want to go faster, but what the actual solution would look like in a car, they wouldn't know that. So if you ask people sometimes, do they want something ethically or sustainable? Some people get worried. Is that going to be more expensive? But if you can package it the right way and really explain to them what it really brings to them, um, together with, you know, and together with emotion, transformational benefits for them in their life, how it makes them feel and um, how it actually impacts their life for them. That together is where the power is. And then you align those products you're selling based on that. So this together brings in the whole, you know, irresistible e-commerce and conscious brand. You've got your whole why on basis of your story. You've got the customer, discover the customer, the, the foundations of your brand, the value, and then the product, and you're bringing that together. Which leads to, it will help you stand out from the crowd and get out of that rat race where you're just fighting people on the price and trying to explain them why that is the best or only on the features of your product. You're shifting to discussion on price to perceived value and benefits and what they really get. Attract loyal, engaged customers base and build deep customer relationships. That's really what it is about, right? 
take them from awareness and guide them through that whole journey. Make better use of every dollar and euro you spend. You don't need to, you know, focus on your niche and the value you offer in your space instead of trying to compete with every brand and product out there. And also what happens is the more focused you are, you'll only create, produce and sell what your customers really want. So it also helps to reduce both the effort from your side, but also wastage. And then I want to make clear what it isn't. You know, there's messaging or the design of your brand. So there's the content, the ads, the brand design is how you communicate or present your brand to your potential customers. The irresistible brand framework is really the strategy and the foundation you do. So when, you know, um, you want to say it helps you inspire them to take action and helps you stand out from the crowd. So you build this brand and then you translate it to your design, messaging, content, and ads, and how you bring it to life. And becomes the North Star of your business and gives you a super clear brand direction and defines, you can use that to define, you know, with who you're going to partner with, what channels you're going to use, what strategy when you need to change that, what products in case you need to add more products, it can help define every step in that process. And I had a resource for everybody clicking on businessmonica.com slash forward slash mindful commerce, where there is the four types of questions to ask your customers. So the four different categories of questions to help start with quick start your customer interviews uh, using that. Um, what I'll do is send you the I'll send you a PDF of the slides so you can add that in the community. Does that make sense? Is that good? Yeah, perfect. One one second. My view has gone all funny now. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, over to you, Nicola. That was great. That was so great. Um, I personally am going to take so much away from that. I've made so many notes and yeah, please do send um, over the. Uh, I'll send the presentation. So yeah, you can fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was Thank really you. great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely um, welcome. Yeah, it was great. So we have some questions. Um, so um, we had a um, a community meetup last week, um, yeah. and that, honestly, after that session, that was so buzzy. It was so brilliant, um, and we had some great, great um, questions from there. So, um, Alina from um, Brands Are Alive, she said, um, "How do we convince brands to care about being more mindful, people, planet, profit?" Which angle should we take to convince people that they have a conscious brand and make a profit? Uh, that's such a good question. This is for the actual people who own the brands, right? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think there are always two sides to it. One, you need to just speak to people's conscience and emotions, obviously. Um, and some people respond better to that. And some people respond better to pure facts. So the, I think like some of the stats that I showed in the beginning of the presentation, that can work really well. But there's also a lot of research. I just read actually, there's an article in uh, HBR, uh, Harvard Business Review, where it actually showed that between 2013 and 2018, the big CPG brands, think the Unilevers and Pepsi of the world, um, actually grew their revenue by uh, 50% all through. Um, so 50% of this revenue grew because of moving their marketing and messaging to sustainability. So what you're seeing is if you just look up some of that research and see what the big brands are doing, the fact that they're making that kind of shifts, I think says enough. One says a lot. I mean, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't going to be profitable for them. Uh, and they obviously stay, you know, they want to deliver on what, but they don't always walk the talk, right? 
look at the new brands that are coming up. We've got the Organic Basics, Patagonia. You've got some great brands. Again, they're all doing it because it works, right? And they are actually brands that believe very strongly in this concept. And I believe actually walk that talk as well. And I think you need to not underestimate your customer. Um, like I love customer interviews, nothing beats that speak to them. And you will actually see that what people say and ask is more mindful products. People sometimes are worried from pricing perspective. So use the combination stats, speak to people's emotions, you know, what kind of plan do you want and speak to your customer? Perfect answer. Thank you yeah, so much. Fantastic. Um, yes, hopefully Aliana, that will answer your question if you're here. Um, I'm probably gonna go for one in the actual community space, yay. Um, so Lavinia said, Monica has been providing so many valuable insights. Thank you so much. Also, Monica, if you have any website reference of brands that are, in your opinion, irresistible and conscious at the same time, that would be great. Oh, I can quite a few. I think uh, Chrissy yourself is a fan of Patagonia. I know that. Uh, organic Basics. I love, I use it as a deodorant, I use called a nude, N-W-D. Uh, actually, deodorant is probably the wrong word to use. And it's a one product brand, so go check that out. Um, there are smaller, more new makeup brands, especially in the States that I've been following a lot. There's one based on Ayurvedic principles and very conscious and I love their branding. One is called Kulfi, K-U-L-F-I. And another one is, um, life tinted and they have actually gotten just a huge round of investments mm -hmm. um in them so worth checking out because they're really changing the game and things so these are just a few quickly top of mind happy to if i think of a lot more add them in the community later but so, definitely check those out and that's proof then so the what was the brand called that just recently life life tinted yeah so it's proof that it helps you to you know get more funding get more support um because investors are at the moment obviously really interested in investing in green uh businesses so that's green and and the whole ethical aspects as well and the fact that this was it's one of the few uh, asian owned brands as well so from many perspectives this was a game changer nice i love that cool um oh nicola was there one from lavinia from the meetup oh there was, yeah, a really, really good one. So um, Lavinia um, also, yeah, she asked, sometimes struggles with her clients' brands adopting sustainability and talking about it loudly. They're worried about um, like communicating that and um, what they're doing, what they're doing due to fear of exposure. But really, will they have a big impact? Kind of scared of upsetting the client base when they're accustomed to how they are. Um, how can we deal with this? That was such an interesting sort of. Yeah, that sounds. That came up. Can I? I think my honest answer here is I think the fear is more in the brand owners, um, and it's a fear they have to overcome because, again, all the stats have showed the research out there. All these new brands are showing the fact that sustainable is the direction to go. Uh, mindfulness, consciousness, all that is the direction to go. So to get over that fear, the all except the stats, sharing the stats, it's honestly speaking to your customers because it feels to me these brand owners are they're making up assumptions in their mind without actually knowing what their customers want. So um, and never assume things. I say so. If you really need that convincing, that last extra bit versus just so. Well, my audience is different. That's what I hear a lot of people say. 
speak to them because I, I think that's where she'll hear differently. If you go, if you can still offer the same level of service you're doing, the quality you're doing at that pricing that you've been doing it, but you're just only changing the fact that you're communicating what you're actually doing already, sustainability, ethical brands, uh, and how you're doing that. Um, I think only people are going to buy into it more. So don't let your assumptions cloud your decisions, I would say, to these people. Um, and let's do a few conversations with your customer. Yeah. And uh, thank you. That was amazing. Amazing answer. I got tingles when you were talking. And, oh. You know, when you just relate so much, and you just agree with somebody so much and you've got so much knowledge, so much value giving advice. Thank so you. thank you very much. Aliana said, thank you so much for answering my question. And I loved your training today. Solid content. Um, and that's awesome because she's also a brand new person. And, and hi, Alana. <laughs> <laughs> So a question from me, I was just thinking, at what stage would an e-commerce brand best suit to, be, to work with you and what might that look like? At this stage, I mean, it depends if you want to start off your brand, right? Uh, some people prefer doing the beginning part themselves. But I think the best results you do see if you already have some following uh, uh, email list, and uh, if you want to see quick results, it always helps, obviously, to already have a bit of a list, a community and a following. Although I've worked with brands who are just starting out as well. Um, but if you're already bringing some consistent revenue, it will have an audience that you can actually talk to because I research is a big part of the work we do. Uh, and it just makes all that easier. And what it looks like is I work really intensively one-on-one -on -one because I believe in right now, you know, it's really about your business, your clients, your, your brand. Um, and there's no one size fits all. So I really work intensively where we work, you know, through a onboarding session. I literally teach you my, I have a special technique I use where I teach you how to speak to your customers. It's called customer story probing. We're inviting them to tell you stories. Uh, and that really helps you tap into their emotions. So this is something I really teach you. And I teach you everything in, in a way that you'll be able to continue working when we are done. So you're not dependent on me. We have intensive two, three-hour working sessions where I work through the brand and work with you then on translating that into actual plan of action, depending on what you need at that moment and with ongoing Voxer support. So it's an intense and within a period of six weeks. Yay. So you get to speak <laughs> Monica every day on <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want some people speak every day some people are quite independent um, but you have me there to help you every step of the way but you literally walk away with your irresistible brand guide and knowing exact from knowing exactly who your customer is to a clear plan of action and for some people that is a 90-day action plan for some other people that was remapping their content and product pages based on what we found out mm -hmm. about the customers and what the brand really stands for yeah, because you, 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 when you speak to your customers, you find out things that you never even thought of before. And you're just like, oh, I need to change. Yeah, I need to put that word in there because the customers often give you the words. Um, yeah, it's no, I, it's a great, a great example is one of my recent clients. She's, she's, built, she's a multi-six-figure client and she built her business on new traffic. So she's been exhausted because she's only doing that. And she couldn't understand why her, her ads, retargeting ads and content and email just doesn't work. It's because she was targeting people at the wrong stage in their life. They didn't need the product again. And we realized the others are in her audience, but her messaging had to change to be able to speak to them. It was a simple switch, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't speak to her customers. So cool. I love it. I love it. And I loved how you said about, you know, think about product function and then the emotions. So how does it make your customers feel? And then about how you can, how you're giving back to society and making a difference in the world. And it's like 
all those things together make the perfect irresistible brand. Absolutely. It's really, I think sometimes we leave out one or the other. Either we're so focused on, you know, what does it bring to my customer? If we get to bring in that whole, the, what we're actually doing for society. And other times people are so fixated on that that they forget to say, what value is it for you in your life? You know, make it relatable to them as well. Yeah, great, good. It's sustainable and it's doing good things. But what am I actually going to use it for? <laughs> yeah. What's this going to bring me? Am I, you know, and that's important as well because you want them to keep that product or once they're done with it, you know, recycle it, give it back, go and do a repeat purchase. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, you know, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, you. Excellent. Yeah. And I think as a, to make it tangible for everybody listening, you know, like if you take Patagonia as one, you, they're not just saying this is conscious bio for me. Their whole branding is around this whole outdoorsy life. They're speaking to a certain type of person as well. And what those clothes and things they sell mean for them. It is, it's not for somebody who's just a homebody. That's not who they're speaking to. So just to show how that can differ per brand. Yes, good point, good point. Because I, w- I wonder how, so obviously maybe the founders, well, we know, they, they are out <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, but then it's, it, you know, you say, that doesn't mean that you are your ideal, your real customer. You know, there are other people, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, they have different reasons to buy your product. Still, there'll be a niche audience. And it's like, yeah. Um, well, often thing what I see there, easiest way to explain that is, you, you will really like you, Chrissy. You will never shop from Amazon, right? I think we've had that conversation. But there are other people who are who do want to buy sustainable products and conscious products, but because of sometimes just out of depending what their income is or because of convenience, there are some things they will still buy off Amazon, but it doesn't mean that they don't want to buy your product. And I've seen that with a lot of brand owners who are very conscious, very ethical, and it's black and white. And then they go speak to their customers and they realize, oh, but for them, yes, they want this and they're gradually moving that direction, but they're not completely there yet. So I need to tone down my messaging slightly or change that over here to help them along that journey. So it's really about getting to know who they are and what stage they're at. Amazing. Magic, absolute magic. Thank you so much. Um, Nicola, do we have any other questions? Yeah, no, through um, Lavinia's previous question, we were just talking um, about brands sort of being scared. They have like practices in place and they're doing really good things, but scared to take to advertise it to, to shout about it in case they're not doing enough um or not necessarily the right thing for tomorrow it might be good for right now but is it the right thing for tomorrow and it's that accountability so yeah that's what I took that that was so great and yeah how do we push them talking to them keeping that conversation going yeah right and also remembering you're never going to there's no perfect or right moment, but every step we take in this journey yeah. on the sustainability is a, is a step in the right direction and making people aware about it. You know, maybe you can't change all your packaging right now to recycle, but share what you are doing and how, when you're ready, you will take that next step. Yeah. Talking it's, about it's the fine. journey. Yes. Take yeah. them along in that journey. They'll yeah. appreciate that actually. Yeah. Great. Really well. So good. Oh, What's it? Um, progress over perfection, right? Yes. <laughs> I love that one. Love that one. I think, Lavinia, just repeat that to your clients. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, yeah, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. I loved it. 
thank you for having me. Thank you for all your questions as well, everyone. And yeah, um, let me know if you have any questions uh, come up later. That's fine as well. Happy to answer them in the community. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you'll probably like being in our community. There's a whole host of exciting things going on. So don't forget to join by going to mindfulcommerce.io. Click on community and register from there. If you like this episode, please share, leave a review and remember to subscribe.